is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Lots to talk about tonight, but your calls are primary if you make them. Should I mention, Mark? That we are live on this Labor Day weekend edition of Free Talk Live. I don't think people will believe you. You don't think? No, on a Saturday, on Labor Day, I mean, what talk show host is actually in? We are here to take your calls. That is the point of the show, and we do not take time off for holidays. In fact, coming up on Monday night, for those of you who do get the weekday show on your local radio station, you will also be listening to a live edition of Free Talk Live. And if you don't get the weekday show, then call your local radio station and tell them, first of all, thanks for taking the Saturday show and ask them real nice like to take the weekday show as well. You might be flabbergasted by what we say, but we will be here live to say it, even on the holidays. Well, as long as we can bribe one of the board operators to come in on their holiday and work, and in this case, we were successful at doing so. So we look forward to to, uh, talking to you on Monday night. But for now, we still have three hours of show ahead of us, and your calls about anything are the point. 1-800-259-9231. And we will start out with uh, a story that just... I love these stories. The Associated Press... Reporting, WCBS-TV from Albany in New York. Only eight months on the job as supervisor of the small town of Ancram. Thomas Diaz finds himself faced with not, a, uh, not with a crisis in government, but no government at all. That's because three of the town's five board members abruptly resigned last week, leaving the town with a government unable to hold its scheduled monthly meeting. Dear God, uh, can no. you imagine? It could be <laughs> lawlessness everywhere. Or, so they, uh, because they don't have a quorum, they can't take any did, action, including paying its bill. Did the citizens take to the street immediately and start setting cars on fire? And, Rioting. Yeah, like ripping mailboxes Killing out. one another. Yeah. Without uh, the government? No, no apparently not. <laughs> uh, Dias, the town manager, has asked Governor Patterson to appoint at least one councilman so the board has a quorum and conduct business until replacements are chosen by voters in the fall. Ancram is a rural Hudson Valley town of 1,500 people, once known for its lead mines. Located 90 miles north of New York City, it and other Columbia County towns are experiencing gentrification that's causing friction between families who've lived there for generations and Manhattanites buying weekend and vacation homes. What is gentrification? I'll have to look that one up. I, well, I, I don't know what the, the word actually means, but it's usually good for property values. I know that. Oh. Right. You want your uh, neighborhood to be gentrified. You want to be gentrified. <laughs> All right. Well, Diaz won election last fall after blah, blah, blah. He says he likes contention. First resignation caught him off guard. He says, wow, I was really surprised. And yes, I'm looking through the article here, scanning it. And no, there is no word here about uh, chaos hitting the streets. I could go on, but it's just them blabbing about how there are their services. We can't pay our bills. Oh, no, our government. What will we do without our government? You know, if those uh, three city council people or whatever the term they used uh, for them, council yeah. members really wanted to throw a monkey wrench into things, they should have just left and not resigned because then they because wouldn't then be the able to... Because the seats would be open? This, no, the seats wouldn't be open, and they would just be, you know, the, the, whole, the whole thing would be hamstrung. Hmm. Do you understand? I don't know, because from what I understand of the – I mean, we, I live in a city, so-called, here in Keene, uh, New Hampshire, and it's my understanding that if there's a person that doesn't show up to meetings, 
the rest of the board members can appoint some one of their buddies but to the, fill the role. But right. they may need a majority to do that. And in this case, they lost three out of their five members. So, so. they're asking the, he, but he's asking the mayor for an appointee immediately. The right? governor. They're asking the, gov- the governor. The governor for an appointee immediately. That means yeah. that next month they'll have their appointee and they'll be ready to go. In this case, um, in the case where you know the city council people didn't actually quit, they just would have left. Then it would have taken several months to know of, for sure that they were gone. Right. right. They would have had to have missed a few meetings. Yeah, that's a you, good point. You couldn't just reappoint somebody in their position. <laughs> Plus, oh, they're elected, no. too. The town can't pay its bills. Whatever will happen to us? I don't know. We'll probably never even hear a follow-up on this story. I love how they story. say that they have to conduct business. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. The government isn't conducting business, and I don't care if that government's on a state level or, uh, you know, How do you national. know? It's not business. They're not doing anything for anyone. They're they're well, they're providing, I guess they're doing business, but they're doing it through force, and that's not right. how business is done. They call it business. I, uh, I remember Sam, our buddy Sam from Texas, from the Obscured Truth Network, who's been going down to the courtrooms down there and asking a bunch of questions that they don't want to be asked. At one point, the judge told him, we, are, we have no more business with you. So they certainly see themselves as doing business. It's, certain, it's funny business, no doubt about it. It's, it's dangerous business because, as you say, they are threatening people. Unlike every other business out there that has to do business on a voluntary basis, you have to choose to do business with them. The government has chosen to do business with you, and if you don't agree, well, too bad. They're going to take your house or car or take your freedom. One of those three. Yeah, you're going to likely, you know, the thing that they really seem to want is your house and they want your property taxes. And if you, you know, don't pay those, they'll, they'll just take your house from you. I just love stories happening like more this. and more with uh, with the I know they're not calling it recession, but with the down economy. Mm-hmm. I just I love telling stories like this when they happen, whether they be this is probably the first time I've ever seen one on a town level. Usually it's the, the whole state government that shuts down. Because of some budgetary impasse that the you know the Democrats can't agree with the Republicans on what the budget should look like, so they shut down the government to show the citizens what it'll be like if we don't get our act together. With all these bureaucrats out of their jobs, what will we do? What will we do? <laughs> I just think it's great when these things happen because it there have to be people that hear about it, and therefore they come to the realization that life for them doesn't really change if the government's not around. As far as their day-to-day living is concerned, unless they're government contractors or something like that, life just goes about normally. There's no chaos. There's no danger in the streets. In fact, Mark, you live in a town that's a similar size to this town, about 1,500 people, and you guys... While there is a government, there's no police officer where you live. Nope, nope, no and police officer uh, you know, handing out tickets. The state police are around, but not necessarily around your town. So they're in the county or something like right. that. Uh, but there's no chaos. Nobody's going house to house murdering people. There's I wouldn't no... do that in my town. Uh, this is New Hampshire. Every, yeah. Everybody, every house you go to has guns. Right, well, even <laughs> there in New York, uh, there's no chaos breaking out. Yeah. So. They, you know, they, they've outlawed guns pretty much in, in that state. So I don't even know if there's an, any a real issue or a question here. It just, no, there's no issue. It's it, just funny. Yeah, it just warms my heart when uh, governments shut down because I would love to have that happen for a year. Let's well, let's try it for more than a month here. Let's try it for a year and see if everyone gets along okay. And then maybe we can just keep it shut down. I think that I think would the vast be, majority of make these, my life. These services that the the government, you know, whether it's on a state or local yeah. or level, claims to give you, I think we could provide very easily in the uh, you know in, in the private sector. As a matter of fact, throughout America, I can show you uh, private uh, water systems. Mm-hmm. I can show you private fire systems. I can show you just about a private, just about everything. Just about. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that the, the only- restricted communities take care of their own roads. 
I think and they, they still have to pay property taxes. It's crazy. They're really, I don't think there's anything out there that there's not some sort of private, non-governmental version. Like even the military, you you can still hire mercenaries. So there Blackwater. are mercenaries. Uh, you know, Soldier of Fortune magazine. Go hire yourself a mercenary. Uh, so what? I mean, are there any services government provides that you can think of that is not duplicable? At this point in time, I mean, I believe they can all be provided in the free marketplace on a more efficient basis than they currently are from the government. And I, I'm racking my mind here, Mark. Well, I can't the, think the, of the any, even space they, travel is now pr- the, private. The, the, the three that they um, they always go to as, as far roads. as uh, worrying about it, wor- roads, we cops, know are private and, roads. and military. And uh, There's actually, private security. The Army is unconstitutional, basically. The, the Constitution says the Army shouldn't be brought up for more than two years at it a time. It does say that. But, uh, you know, our politicians in Washington have circum- circumvented that. They could care less about the spirit of the law. Um, they'll just, they'll just bring, every two years, they just bring it back up in a, you know, qu- some quick vote in, uh, in the House there. But... Uh, there's private roads in California. They've managed to uh, turn those. Some of them are in the medians between the. Uh, where, so you can mm-hmm. watch the people zipping by on the private roads while you're right. jammed up in gridlock on the government roads. You know you have to pay a little bit more for them. But everything in the uh, in the private sector you have to pay for. It's kind of like people who send their kids to private school but still pay their property taxes to pen, to send other people's brats to public school. That grates at me, Mark. I had an incident this week with, uh, we were out in front of the, the government high school here, h- handing out pamphlets, basically, or handing out um, info cards, encouraging the young youngsters to come to our websites. And the cops came up and threatened us with trespassing charges. Not charges, but trespassing, I, I guess it'd be charges. That, a ticket for, for trespassing if we were to cross onto the so-called school property. And I wish I was there because I was over on the other side of the property at that point, so I wasn't able to experience the conversation. So they charge me 60% of my property taxes every single year, and I can't even set foot on the property I'm paying for? It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is a live Saturday edition, live Labor Day weekend Saturday edition. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm so sleepy. Mm -hmm. You have to excuse me. I've been out all day long. Uh, at this music festival here in town, handing out propaganda to people. So I'm still a little, like, sun-baked from being out and about all day. Anyway, we still take your calls about anything. Our website, freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features for free. I have a uh, subscription to the Executive Summaries for Leaders, and I love it. They're uh, summaries for the best business books in bookstores today. You can try one-month free subscription. Log on to echapter1.com. That's E as in easy, chapter com. And uh, use code FTL, and you get a free one month, and uh, actually a discount on your subscription, too. That's uh, Executive Summaries for Leaders, E, Chapter 1. All right, the SACL CAI toll-free line is again 1-800-259-9231. Coming up, a smoking ban update from Charleston, West Virginia, which we're actually on the air in Charleston tonight, so particularly relevant to uh, those folks out there. But first, a quick email and a question from Petrus. He or she, I'm not sure, says, thanks for the show. Love it. Can't call in. It's on the other side of the world and airs late in the night for me. I'm East European. However, I was discussing with my father about libertarianism, and I just gave up. 
He saw the communism and any new governmental reconstruction scares him out. The funny thing that rose in our discussion was this thought. People are too stupid to be allowed to make decisions by themselves, for they don't know what's best for them. Thus, their own best interests must be forced upon them against their will. If people are too stupid to have their own best interests at heart, and that doesn't make any sense at all, um, then who is smarter? You know, who's smart enough? Because it, it's just people in the government, right? It is just people in the government, unless so you believe in the lizard men stupid, theory. Then people are too stupid to be in the government and tell other people what to do. Well, I think that, yes. Some people are too stupid. Right. Oh, I see. Other people can't live their lives the way you they want, want them right. to. You know, they want to. They have to live the way you want them to. Well, and that this doesn't is, make a lot of sense. This is a mentality that, for whatever reason, infects people. They believe that they know uh, what the right way is. Well, whoever they are, whether they call themselves conservatives or liberals or whatever, they believe they know what the right way is, and they're willing to hurt other people and steal things from them if the other people don't go along with it. A good example of this uh, in, in my life is uh, somebody I know quite well doesn't believe that people will save for their retirement and will have to, you know, you know, will be, uh, you know, have a scourge of old people dying, dying in the, in the street streets. or something yeah. if you if you don't have Social Security. Now, Social Security isn't a really great example because although people don't know it, you don't have to pay Social Security. I don't pay Social I Security. And it's, you know, it's just, Thank you. you don't have to pay for that crap. Keep my now, extra money. I do think that businesses have to take uh, money out of people's paychecks. For Social Security, I think that that's like a, a mandated I don't know. Rule. What, what would happen if someone didn't? I think they probably think they have to. I mean, that's don't. Isn't that the reason people pay taxes? Because they think they have to. They they were told by mommy and daddy that they'll they put had you to pay in jail taxes. for not paying taxes. They will not do so for um, you know uh, Social Security. Well, not always, Mark. There are a lot of people up here that don't pay taxes. Oh, there's, and there's supposedly 60 million them. people in the United States that don't pay taxes. Right. I don't know about that number, but I know the people that I know, and I know a lot of them don't pay taxes, and they haven't been doing so for years, and they're fine. So not always the truth. Certainly they do go after people like Wesley Snipes and Willie Nelson to and set an example. Taxes. Yeah, income tax is what I'm talking about. But, but I, I'm curious as to what would happen to a business owner who had the courage to just say no to the Social Security Department, or, or at the very least, may, perhaps they could go to their employees and say, all right, well, I've decided that I want to give you the choice. Do you want me to pay Social Security for you, or do you want the extra 15% in your paycheck, because that's what it is, it's 15%. If you look at the numbers on your paycheck, you might actually be able to calculate it out as 7.5%. But what you don't see is that the business pays another 7.5% on top of that, so double the amount, essentially, uh, behind the scenes before that money even reaches your paycheck. That's sure. money They're that's reserved. matching what you pay. Right. That's money that's reserved for you. That's they, what they're paying to have you around, right. so it's essentially your pay. So as a business owner, you could very well say to your employees, look, I'm going to give you the choice. If you want, I'll stop paying Social Security for you, give you a 15% raise. And, and then you can invest it, if you wish, or, um, in, for your you know, retirement. Yeah. Or, yeah, or I send don't know. it to Social Security if that's what you want to do. Spend with it on beer and cigarettes. I don't know what, they, what, what people would do with it. I, but. I would love to have a business owner do something like that. That would be really interesting to see what would happen. But, again, it's business owners that are usually the last people to do anything well, as the problem far as is with the current taking par- a risk. The current paradigm that we have, in fact, we would be saddled with uh, paying for you know, people in their old age that didn't take care of themselves because we have this social safety net as a as, as a uh, you know to, to to catch people mm-hmm. that don't do a, a good job in preparing for their future, and as a result, people don't do a good job preparing for their future because they think the government's going to take care of them. So I never got to the question in the email. Let me get to that real quick. So he points out how his uh, his father 
said that essentially people are too stupid to take care of themselves. They need uh, big government to make decisions for them. And Petra says, well, seriously, what would happen to all the stupid, sheepish people who just want to be governed around without having to think too much for themselves, for they have no mental capacity to make their own decisions? I don't think that all people are too stupid to make their own decisions. Your thoughts? Well, indeed, I think that if people would would like to be ruled, then they should be free to be ruled. I mean, that is the default. That's what we're in today. That's the situation we have, where people all across the country and around the world are under these ter- these systems of government where, again, whoever it is that happens to be in charge gets to set the rules and decide for you how you get to live your life, the things you get to do, the things you can't do, all of those things, the, what you can do with your money. And how much money you have to give to them. So all of these things are, are decided for you. And I think that that will continue on as long as that's what people want. What, my, what I, I am advocating is that people decide to choose deliberately, choose for themselves something else, to choose a different future, to choose instead of a future of an ever-increasing, ever-controlling, more-controlling government, to choose sovereignty, to reclaim their own sovereignty, which means to be the king of your own world, to be the king of your own property, to be able to make decisions for yourself, to contract on a voluntary basis with the people that that you're interested in purchasing services from. I would never recommend taking over a political system to, to then take away stuff from people that presumably want it. I mean, if they want the government, they should be able to have it. I advocate that because I don't want that government, and they're forcing that government down my throat. Um, if I don't want to you know, take the chance of my house being taken away, and a very good chance of the house being taken away by either the uh, the local government or the state government for you know not paying their stupid property taxes, which amount to mostly uh, for their schools and, mm-hmm. and uh, roads that I don't drive on, um, if they... Uh, you know, it's their government that they're voting for, that they're forcing on me. I say that, uh, you know, if you want whatever, you know, whatever service it is, go get it in the marketplace. I, I am with you there, and I guess you're right, Mark. Uh, I, can, I can see where the political guys are coming from, but at the same time, I do feel bad for the people that have had promises made to them. I mean, I feel bad for I those too. who are collecting uh, when, the pensions. When, when, and, the, when the vets, the veterans come back from the wars and they've got, uh, you know, bits of them blown off. Yeah. I do feel that the government owes them, but the government is me, and I didn't send them over there. I don't know how all that will shake out. I don't know if there'll be like help a, save a bureaucrat charities or something like that. If we if we can actually manage to to wipe out the coercive government, and how those p- folks will well, be taken care of. Well, I think that uh, basically the government owns a great deal of property. The, the farther west you go, and the the newer mm. the states, except for Hawaii, um, sell it off. Yeah, they they own a great deal of property, and if they were, were to sell off that property, they could uh, you know meet the pensions and the uh, you know the veterans benefits that they need to meet. That's a possibility. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line coming up lenny's on the line and your calls as well we are live this labor day weekend so get on the phones you can talk about anything that's the point of the show 800-259-9231 coming up some business owners with a little bit of gumption we'll tell you about it with your help we can spread the message of liberty around the world consider becoming a free talk live amplifier for just three dollars a month now at amp.freetalklive.com if you can't afford it keep enjoying us for free if you can spare the three visit amp.freetalklive.com Live, you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. 
Again, that is freetalklive.com, and those features include live streams, broadband version, and dial-up versions of the show. Enjoy both of those on us for free at freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As we go to your phone calls and talk to Lenny in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Hello, Lenny. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? Just great. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Well, basically, I'm a truck driver, and I was going through Indianapolis, and I did a little bit of AM scanning, and I found you guys, some kind of intelligent talk on the AM dial, and uh, glad to listen to you. Thanks. Anyway, let me tell you what we're doing in Tennessee. Okay. We are running ordinary people to the United States House of Representatives. Okay. Well, I, 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 I applaud that. I'm sick and tired of uh, leadership by uh, nothing but lawyers. Well, essentially, these ordinary people are people that not only don't know anything, but we don't want them to know anything. <laughs> they're going to make a very, they make a very simple promise. They're going to look at the bills. They're going to read the bills. They're going to study the bills. But if those bills increase the size, the cost, extend the reach or power to government, they're going to vote no. Now, wait a minute. Are they actually making that promise? Are they actually signing their name on something, or is it just talk? They're signing their name on it. All right, that's good, because I know that there's the Center for Small Government that has the Small Government Pledge that essentially is what you're talking about. I don't know if that's who you're dealing with, but they've got nope, a great little... No, that's not who I'm dealing with, and I'll be honest with you, sir. I never heard of them. Okay, but yeah. Basically, I, uh, I entered the race for the United States Senate... And considering I didn't raise any money or spend any money, and I didn't even campaign, I did rather well. Great. Well, I, I think that's great, and I, I, I hope that you guys have uh, good luck down there because it's tough, obviously, going up against incumbents. Usually a bunch of people will turn out and vote for the incumbent because they're the incumbent, and they don't really think about it. They've heard the name before. They, uh, they get the, free, they the mailers that the incumbent sends that's out for right, free with office. your tax dollars. Right, so the incumbents have all kinds of advantages, uh, but, you know, I think that... I think that's what the somebody, republic was meant to be. Well, if you've got somebody that's actually, actually going to put their name down on a line that says, I will not do anything to increase the size of government. In fact, I'll actively work to decrease the size of government. Every chance, every issue, no exceptions. That's essentially what the Small Government Pledge says at uh, centerforsmallgovernment.com. And if you can actually get people to sign that, I think that's a step in the right direction. Up here, last time a bunch of people ran for office, we went around trying to get people to sign that pledge. And even the ones that claimed to be small government wouldn't sign it because they would, you know, they'd keep coming up with uh, scenarios where they thought they might need to increase the size of government in some areas. And you the know, mistake you're making is you're dealing with politicians. You get ordinary people and you tell them, this is what I want you to do. Now, one thing I would like your listeners to do, go to a meeting, go to any political meeting, and after the speaker finishes making their presentation, ask the speaker one question. Okay. And that question is, if what you're proposing becomes law, will it increase the size, cost, extend the reach or power of the government? That's a pretty okay. good question. Ask that question, and if you would like more information, you can go to my website, which is going to stay up, Ladner, L-A-D-N-E-R, 
four. That's the number four, U.S. Senate. I wish you the best of luck, uh, sir, and I thank you for the call tonight. Thanks, Lenny. 800-259-9231. It's going to take people like that to uh, take back this government. I don't know that it's possible on a national level. Uh, But he's talking about local races. He's talking about Tennessee. It might have been a a state senate race, too. Yeah. Yeah. I I think he said U.S., anyway. It's it's possible. I, I can't get... It's hard for me to get very excited... I would, as I said, I'm pretty much apolitical, but if there is a candidate that is serious enough to sign that statement, the Center for Small Governments, a small government pledge, that they're going to put their name down and sign and say, yeah, I'm not going to increase the size of government. In fact, I'm not even going to keep it the same size. I'm going to do everything I can to turn it around, and any bill that comes up, any new proposal, we'll, I'll vote no unless it's a proposal to reduce the size of government. It's a great principled pledge, but good luck getting people to sign that thing. They'll talk about small government. They'll talk about how it's important to them, but when it's time to actually put the pen to the paper, that's what all those story. Republicans that were in from 2000 to 2006 were t- talked about. They talked oh, yeah. about small government. Contract to yeah, America the ones that grew the government and stuck their hands in the cookie jar as deep as they could. Right. Let's continue. Frank in New York, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank. Yes, good evening, gentlemen. The comment I wanted to make when I turned on the uh, computer to listen to you guys uh, was you have a very simplistic idea of the typical American. And I think you have to, it's very easy to say we should all be self-sufficient and we should all be free marketeers and we should all have a system with no social safety net. Many people that need a social safety net have been self-sufficient for the past 30 years. The investments they make for retirement are regulated by the government with the income tax code. And what's happening now, we're going to see historically a situation whereby people are going to lose everything. People will lose the retirement savings, their 401ks, and people have paid for 70 years income taxes that we, you call certain programs entitlements. But the point is the people have paid for those over the years, and now when they need some help or support, there's nothing for them. What I wanted to say, too, is that the notion of an anarchist-style free uh, individual of nature that Rousseau talks about, I don't think can exist when you have a population the size of 330 million people. One well, needs laws and regulations to just enforce uh, civil day-to-day activities in Frank, I don't think you quite understand my position. Frank, I'm sorry. I don't think you understand my position. I have no objection to law. I support the idea of private law, rules applying applicable to one's private property that one can set to whatever uh, one pleases. So if I want to set a rule that says you have to wear shoes when you come into my house or you have to take your shoes when you uh, take your shoes off when you come into my house, that's essentially private law. I have no objection to rules, Frank, and uh, I mean, rules... we could discuss law for hours, but what I want to say is this, I think you have to uh, I think many of your points of views are very simplistic and they don't hold out to a critical discourse that involves reasoning and... Okay, pick one of them, Frank. Go ahead, tear us apart. Pick one of them and tear us apart. Go ahead. Well, I would say this, that uh, uh, I've heard many times on the program, you badmouth socialized medicine. Yes. Yet people, every country in the world has socialized medicine except for the United States. Yeah, and people have to wait. We pay the highest taxes in the world 
We have the richer no, that's not true. Two well, percent. We, we pay some that, high taxes. Gets with their income, with the tax loopholes and the tax shelters and the way the tax code is revised every year. Yeah, you know, year, Frank, if you year, want a bureaucrat to tell you how to, you should live, that's your business. Their wealth, you know what, and Frank? You have a system that the working class and the middle class are paying for. Frank. And we're seeing a redistribution of government resources going to private sector individuals. Don't complain um, to me, Frank. I understand where you're coming from. But look, if I you disagree want a with all that stuff, if, I... if you want a bureaucrat to decide how you can have health care, then you should be free to make that choice. But don't force me into that system, Frank. I'm not interested in that. Well, that's fine. You can opt out, but I think oh, right well, that's now nice of you. But the government's not going to allow that. Right, the government's not going to let you opt out of paying. Hey, Frank, Frank, do you know about Massachusetts? <laughs> Frank, yes. Massachusetts, yes. they've got a mandatory health insurance plan there that you don't get to opt out of. You understand that, right? So it's nice for you to that. say that, yes. but that's not how it really works in reality. Now These government people are going to hurt me if I don't play along. Hang on, Frank, I'll bring you back. 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Frank making an argument for the idea of a so called safety net. Look, I have no problem helping people that need help. Let's do it on a voluntary basis with competing charities in the marketplace that you can choose who you want to do business with. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything on this live Labor Day edition of the Saturday show. 1 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy them all on us. That's the way a good talk show website should be, free to you, the end user, so enjoy it. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can go shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, uh, if Again, Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com will get a percentage of your purchase. It doesn't matter what you what you purchase. Uh, over 41 categories, free super saver shipping on a whole lot of items, and even used items. Whatever it is you load into your cart, Free Talk Live will get a cut if you start your shopping through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. As we bring Frank back to uh, to continue the discussion, Frank is suggesting that a governmental so-called safety net is necessary, and I say no, it's not because we can take care of the safety net in the marketplace and we can have a whole bunch of safety nets provided by a variety of different charitable organizations because without the government siphoning uh, siphoning off our wealth to such a significant extent as it is we could take our own money and decide for ourselves again on an individual basis based on whatever values we hold most dear to give our money to the organizations that we think are going to spend it the best that's so much better and so much more decentralized than having this one monolithic monopolistic government just stealing arbitrary amounts of money from people and arbitrarily uh, and capriciously deciding what to do with it. I mean, Frank, how can you defend that system? Well, because, number one, the need is so great now with the structural unemployment and the decline of living standards and the fact that many What are you talking have, about? And let me finish, please. Let me make my point. The people that had their pensions uh, liquidated by the corporations and corporate takeovers there's a real need, and the number of private charities can't deal with that. There just isn't Frank, enough I money. Frank, I don't think you understand. There isn't giving. Wait a minute. That. How do you mean there's not enough money? The same amount of money is there whether or not the government is stealing no, it from people. So great no, there'd be more money, Frank. To, Frank, hold on a second. The there would the be more money, Frank. In the state of New York and California, they talk about the fact that they need the government to fill in. There isn't enough. It's nonsense, uh, Frank. Put him down for a moment. Let me, let me sneak in here because he just keeps on going. Frank, look. 
please understand this. The reason why there aren't as many charities today, there aren't as many mutual aid societies as there used to be, for instance, that most people don't even know what a mutual aid society is. Well, uh, one of the normal names is the poorhouse. The reason why there are not as many is because people have sort of thrown up their hands and said, well, we already pay money to the government. They're supposed to handle these things, so why should we get in there and do the same thing the government's already doing? But if the government were to be going away, then all that money that they steal from us would be back in our pockets, and we could go start up all of those charities that you say aren't there and that are necessary, and absolutely that would happen in the, in the free marketplace because people care about other people. People don't want to see others starving in the streets and having a tough time. Most generous nation ever. So, Frank, Actually, there would be more money allocated to charity because you wouldn't have a bunch of inefficient government bureaucrats deciding how to spend the money. Go ahead and bring them back, Frank. Let me say this. Number one, we have no say where our tax money is going. Sadly, the money that should be going to help those in need at this moment in the history of this country is going to fight an illegal war in Iraq and Afghanistan. The money is going into corporate coffers. The money is going into Halliburton's uh, profits. It's going into uh, Bechtel. It's going into the Carlyle Group. So you think you can change that, that are Frank? held by the government are being stripped and being put into private corporations that aren't paying their taxes, and they're ripping the system off. We need regulations to be enforced. The we system's the a rip-off, Frank. The books. The you know, you, how this. bad do you want to hurt finish. me, Frank? <laughs> how bad do you want to hurt me? That's what I want to know, because I don't want to pay into your system. I want to keep my money and decide for myself well, which charities to give it to. What do you want to do to me, Frank? How long should I, I go to the pokey? Fine, but the point is, oh, okay, that's great. not going to happen. Well, what, what's not going to happen? Well, what's not going to happen, Frank, is you're not, we we're never going to get the government in line. We million people. And going up every day. I agree with you. We're never going to get the government in line. The way the government should work is not the way governments do work. Correct. People in power will will always take the money that they can. Government will collapse and it will implode on itself, and then you will have a change. The vested interests will not allow for a change at this point. We have to be mature. We're not naive. We're not... uh, foolish and we're not simplistic. Ultimately, what's going to happen is the system will collapse. It will implode on itself. Hooray! And then you will have a change. I, I agree with that, uh, Frank. However, I'm of the opinion that, that simple systems work yes. and that uh, smaller governments are go- the governments that govern the best. And that was his first critique, that this is too simple, this liberty idea, too simple. But that's okay. It's simple is good because it makes sense. Having some complicated bureaucratic mess is an awful idea, and that's what we have today. But the point is, people need their medical assistance. They They'll need get it, their Frank. Food stamps. People need. Uh, they need to have a roof over their head. It is a sin for people that have worked for thirty or fifty years to be on the street without the basic medical care that every country in the world provides. It is an abomination, and that's why this country must change its direction and if it doesn't it will destroy itself in the process and out of the ashes of that destruction 
you know, possibly a more simplistic egalitarian system will occur. Thanks, Frank, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you, as always. 800-259-9231, live Labor Day edition weekday, or rather weekend, Saturday edition of the program here. You're welcome to dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. I agree with some of Frank's critiques about the current society. I, I, I definitely agree with some of the things he's saying. It's just that there is no reason to have this government safety net that he's talking about how... Pe- you know, people don't have access well, to health care. With what? the government safety net that you currently have, say, use welfare as an example, 70 cents on every dollar goes to pay middle class bureaucrat salaries that work in the welfare system. Yeah. That's not that's not a charity. That's, it should be a, the other way around. It should be 30 percent going to overhead and 70 percent going out to some charities the operate 90 percent and above. It's and true. It, you know, so therefore, when you take the money, you don't need as many charities to cover because if you if you look at seventy cents on the dollar, um, you know, going away, you only need thirty cents on the dollar. You only need thirty percent of the money to go in. Are you telling me there aren't that many charities out there currently, and that if Americans were given back their money, I'm not saying just stop charity. I'm saying stop all this government spending. The only yeah. thing that I the only thing that I think that uh, the national government can legitimately claim to be uh, you know in charge of is is the nation. Navy and uh, the Air Force. That's by their own uh, constitution. Sure, that's by the constitution, and that doesn't mean that I'd like to see them operate by that. That doesn't mean those things are worthy organizations. They're just bureaucrats. They're just the post office in fatigues. That's I, uh, all. You, you and I dis- you disagree on this uh, area. That no, in the you area, don't. In the area of violence, I think that... Uh, Didn't we talk about this yesterday on the show, Mark, or the day before, how it is that government's so-called national defense doesn't do a damn thing to keep you safe? I think that it is currently doing that. Doing what? Keeping you safe? Not doing it. Uh, you know, going and causing problems around the world so that people want to fly airplanes putting into you our in buildings. Danger. The yeah. government's putting you in danger. Okay, right. So, 1-800-259-9231. Let people make decisions for themselves. The system Frank is advocating is an inherently violent system wherein if you don't want to participate, and Frank, you know, he said he, did, he wouldn't do anything if I didn't pay taxes, and that's nice of Frank, but there are certain people that would have no compunction uh, about har- harming me or my, or my friends or stealing my property from me for not participating in their system. I believe things can be done differently, and I believe they can be done better on a voluntary basis where, I mean, who could deny that competition is a good thing, that having competing charities out there trying to one-up one another for uh, how well they can take care of people at, at the lowest cost, that, I think that's a great idea. We know that competition has brought us the wonderful things that we have in life today. All of the wonderful advancements we have are because some company out there wanted to take market share away from another company that was sitting on the top of the hill. When you're on top of the hill and you're you're the only game in town, you have no real reason to innovate. You have no reason to do anything differently. You have no reason to be satisfactory to your customers. You have no incentive to do anything like that. And that's the position the government is in. They are the king of the hill. Right. They're the monopolist, and there's no one competing with the them. The people that would say that we, don't, that we need to use laws to keep monopolies out of the marketplace, and I'd love you to tell me one monopoly that has ever existed in the marketplace without the government, those people want to give the power to a monopoly organization, and that is the government. Phone calls uh, just rolling in here. If you're on hold, we will get to you. Mary Lynn, ladies first, listening to WSC-FM in South Carolina. Mary Lynn, you're on Free Talk Live. Gentlemen, for taking my call. Thank you. Um, I'm calling to express my concerns about this year's election. Hmm. Um, I, I think we have uh, quite an interesting uh, group of individuals that will be running for office. And no Are matter you talking about the five, national level? 
I am. President? Okay. I am talking okay. about the presidential election. And I look at it this way. No matter which uh, candidate uh, a person votes for, history is going to be made. We're either going to have a senior vice president or we're going to have the first African-American president. That's one way to look at it. And I'll bring you back. You can continue commenting here in a moment. Also, we've got a doctor on the line that wants to uh, say a thing or two about what Frank had to say earlier. So hopefully you'll all hang through the news. We'll bring you back here in hour number two, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And this is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. WebEx.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the live Saturday edition on this Labor Day weekend. The toll-free number for you to bring up whatever you want is 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Once again, that number is 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy them all on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We go right back to your calls here. Uh, People actually waited patiently through the news. Always nice to see that happen. And we're going back first to Mary Lynn in South Carolina, listening to WSC-FM. Now, Mary Lynn, you had said that that the candidates are interesting and that this is going to be a historic election in that either the first black president will be elected or the first female vice president will be elected. And and I, I see where you're coming from on that, and that's certainly, I'm sure, a topic of much conversation on uh, certain political talk shows. But it seems to me that, uh, at least my my position on this is that the candidates aren't interesting in the least. Uh, I see them all as being different, slightly different versions of the same person. They're all ind- individuals that uh, believe they know best how you should run your life, and they have no compunctions whatsoever at threatening you with violence and theft of your property if you don't go along with their plan. So to me, this election is not in no way historical. It's just another uh, electing of another wannabe dictator. Your thoughts? Um, well... I I don't tend to agree with that to a certain extent. However, this is my concern. Um, I don't know that our country is prepared for either side. And what I mean by that is I don't know that historically speaking uh, uh, that our country is ready for a woman to be in that high of an office. Now, I'm a woman. I'm speaking from a woman's perspective. Why would you say that? Yeah, I mean, it, it seems to me that, um, you know, she didn't have anything to do with, uh, you know, being born with two X chromosomes and that, you know, she's <laughs> she's built her life as it is and that I don't... She's an individual. I, she's I, a, I, I think a that there are differences between men and women. I certainly don't, but I, I, I know that those differences, uh, you know, just run on a bell curve and they're just um, majority. I mean, some women act more like men and some men act more like women and, you know, so what? I, well, you know... 
I, I understand where you're coming from, and I don't have a problem with it. I'm looking at it from the big picture. I'm looking at it from our nation as a whole. Are, is our country really ready to have a woman in office? And secondly, is our country ready to have an African-American male in office? What is, how is any let, of that let relevant? Me, let me bring this up. Let me share with you why I say this. Because two years ago, we had never heard of either of these people ever, you know, as far as uh, being in a political limelight uh, to where the name had ever been mentioned at a time on national news or anything that would even bring them into a spotlight until they began running for office. So? Now, this is my concern. This is my concern here. Is there safety? I know that. I know that we should be, as a nation, mature enough to handle a woman or a, a, a male African-American leader. What do you think the consequences are? I, I couldn't are? agree with you. I couldn't because my fear is that we still have people out there who are not ready for either one of those types of candidates. They're always used to that well, white... Male but what what, what will the consequences be? I understand what you're saying. You're saying that there are some people that are bigots out there, and they don't like women, yeah. or they don't like black people, and that you know what, what is it you're getting at? What do you think will happen as a result of that? What do you think the consequences that my of that? Concerns are that we're still going to have people in the days of the Kennedy administration and such that will go out and cause harm to these people. You're worried for their safety. I guess my question... I am worried for their safety. I I understand where you're coming from. Now I understand. I gotcha. So you're you're concerned that some people, you know, don't want women and some people don't want blacks as president. So what? Um, So they shoot Barack Obama. So they shoot, uh, you know, Ms. Palin. Um, And by the way, you know, John McCain would have to die first for it to matter. Um, So they get somebody else. Yeah, I mean... Some other big government person in there to right they've know, taken run. the risk i mean but why why would you be concerned for their safety it's them that are, they're making the choice to run for office and you understand that if you're running for president whether you're whatever your melanin uh, amount in your skin is or whatever your gender happens to be you are going to be under uh, you know probably constant threat from crazies out there and they all know that and they they are willing to obviously take that risk so i don't really understand why you would spend any of your brain time worrying over these people's choices in life so what well well, because i just i just have a a i don't want to see history repeat itself i don't want to see us continually live in this society where we can't accept the fact that there are people of all genders and all races that have something to bring to the table politically. Well, and, I have accepted uh, the fact that there are people of all genders and all skin and brown and uh, and eye and hair colors that want to control my life, and that's what the issue is uh, with politicians. It's not you know where they were born or who their family was or how many houses they have or anything like that. All of this political distraction mumbo jumbo that the the news media talks about. The issue is freedom, the freedom well, to choose for yourself how to I, live your life, and none of these people, whoever they are uh, want me to be free to make that choice. I see, to hell her, with them. I see her points on this, but um, you know, I think that to some extent, and I don't want you know, I don't want it to say, make it seem like I'm happy about this. I think it brought the nation together when Martin Luther King was assassinated. 
to some extent. And I think that, you know, the assassination of a black president or a, uh, a female president could bring the nation together and advance those things. Sort of like Are those you advocating be... it now, Mark? What? Advocating it like what? you're like talking about how assassination would be a good thing. No, I'm just saying that yeah, if it happens, think about this there could be positive aspects this. to it. Listen to this for a second. The thing that really concerns me more about Barack than it does with Ms. Palin is the fact that <clears throat> he's being supported, if you think about it. One of his key supporters is the Kennedy family. Okay. The Kennedys have, well, they've lost three of their own. They're like a magnet for bullets. <laughs> my point exactly. My point exactly. And that concerns me. I'm thinking yeah. to I just, myself. I am not concerned. I, I would worry about it, Marilyn. I see where you're coming from. There's nothing we can do about it, yeah. and they're not going to back off. Right. Don't and... waste your time. You only have so many ticks in your brain, right? There's only so many things you can think about and be concerned with. And if anything, uh, first of all, there's really no point in worrying about, gen- in general, in your life, there's no point in worrying. It's uh, it's an activity that is not going to do you any good. She's expressing concern. I, I understand that, but concern is just another word for worry. Anyway, there's no real reason. Reason to worry about any of this because it's all irrelevant in the wash. Whether or not they shoot some politician will not change your life one iota because there's always going to be some other politician waiting in the wings, as Mark suggested, to step into their shoes and to take control and wield power over innocent people. And I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate where you're coming from, but really... Focus on your own life. Focus on making your life better. Focus on helping your family and your friends and the people in your community. It's not and don't always worry a concern. It might have just been a thought in her mind. That doesn't make it, it a concern. It was enough of a thought to pick up the phone and t- tell us about it. And most people will never pick up the phone to tell us anything. That, but so, most, most people uh, you know, listening to the radio don't make yeah. tel- uh, phone, so phone calls. Clearly, that. it was something that was really grating at her. And I'm glad she was able to talk about it. And I'm glad we were able to have that discussion. Because really, it doesn't matter who wins in November. Because we will all lose. The government's going to get bigger, whether it's the Republicans or Democrats. It's going to become more intrusive and more oppressive than it ever has. The Democrats, you know, Barack it's Obama... It's grown every year under he, every president right, he, since I've been alive, and I don't know how far back. Yeah, neither of those guys are going to get in there and start tearing pages out of the Federal Register. Oh, we don't need these executive orders anymore. Let's get rid of them. Neither of them are going to go in there and, you know, fire the staff. They're not going to go in there and, and demand, you know, to tell uh, Congress that they're not going to sign any legislation until the budget is slightly Slashed in half, and you know, the, the half of the bureaucracies are cut. Nobody's going to undo all of the big government uh, that additions that have been done over the last few years. They always build on top of the existing structure. So with uh, John McCain, we might have a more fascist building going on, and with uh, with Barack Obama, we may have a more socialist building going on. But either way, they will continue to build the government apparatus to the point where it enslaves us ever more than we currently are. There is no, uh, it, there is no real reason to even pay attention to who wins in november it will be pretty much irrelevant you know i've been uh, looking at the uh, i don't know that i entirely agree with you i think that there's uh, you know some ways it's gonna there's gonna be differences one way or the other and i kind of look at this, and uh, socialism. this palin gal um yesterday i looked at her and she's i think sicko i think she's the uh, most exciting of the she's four people freak. out there this woman is so anti-abortion, she doesn't think women who are raped should be able to get abortions. This well, woman I is a control freak, I understand just like people. the rest of them. She might be cuter than John McCain, though. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk 
Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. It is the live Saturday edition this Labor Day weekend. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy them on us, including the updates. Get signed up, and we will clue you in whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. That, again, is updates.freetalklive.com. And uh, we're going to get right back to your calls here shortly. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at SACL CAI. Jason Osborne and the rest of the crew over there, they've got a full-orbed account, or approach, rather, to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call. And they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. As we continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. It's JC calling from somewhere between here and there, wherever you are. JC, you're on Free Talk Live. Libertations. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I'll be uh, arriving in uh, nine days. Actually. Arriving to New Hampshire? New Hampshire, yeah. Wow, congratulations in advance of that. That's uh, That's got to be pretty exciting. I'm stoked, but uh, I'm not real stoked about what's going on in Podcast Alley. Uh-oh. Uh, FTL's behind by 11 votes. Uh, oh, yeah, man. We've, we've, slipped, we've slipped in the ranks. We've got to turn number it around. Two, and, you know, I, I just, we don't seem to be able to get people to go out and vote. I don't understand. I, you know, there was, I was looking at the comments the other day, and some of our radio listeners are even going out and voting, which I think is fantastic, but apparently not enough of them. We can't even, we can't even compete with a couple kids talking about Harry Potter. A book series that's not even in existence anymore. It's over. It's done with. What could they have to talk about, possibly, uh, with Harry Potter, besides maybe the movie that's coming up? But still, they've managed to uh, to beat us out. But it's not over, because we still have the rest of tonight and all day tomorrow to catch up. So if you don't mind, it'd make a, a big difference for us if you could vote for us at vote.freetalklive.com. Uh, that, again, is vote.freetalklive.com. What it really else? does make a big difference. JC, what else was on your mind tonight? Anything? Well, uh, I was listening to the bonus segment that you guys did for the Internet only of listeners, and it made me realize from the download numbers that you guys uh, had had quoted for the podcast that, you know, there are a handful of, not a handful, uh, like a thousand or more podcast listeners, so we should be getting at least nine maybe 1,100 votes every month. So please do vote. It means a lot to Free Talk Live. Oh, there are a few thousand, at least a few thousand podcast listeners on a, a regular basis. Yeah, but probably the, uh, the, the people that subscribe to it, there's probably 1,500 to 2,500, somewhere in there. Oh, so the rest are like direct downloaders? Yeah, they just cherry click? pickers. I see. Very good. JC, uh, what's, uh, where are your, what's your destination in New Hampshire? Hampton. Oh, where is that? That's, oh, that's the East Coast. That's... Uh, yeah, Seacoast. Seacoast, very cool. I hope to move inland um, next summer. Good deal, man. Good luck with your trip, and thank Thanks. you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Of course, JC talking about the Free State Project. He is a uh, first 1,000 member from what I – I mean, I'm guessing he's a first 1,000 member. He is one of the first 1,000 liberty-loving activists to move here to New Hampshire and get active for, uh, for freedom. In fact, I was uh, being interviewed about the Free State Project today, Mark. I don't know if you got a call uh, from the local newspaper here in, in the Keene, New Hampshire area. They're apparently going to be running a fairly big article about Well, I'm the, not the big shot on the show, you know. The free <laughs> they don't want to talk to me. Well, you used to have your own TV show. They might have called you if you still had the TV show. But anyway. I was uh, building a house. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, so we're t- I was talking with them about the Free State Project, and I, I, you know, you have to address the same old misconceptions over and over again. 
The number one thing about the Free State Project that I think people misunderstand is that they think that there's some sort of point once uh, – that the Free State Project has goals inside New Hampshire and is somehow organizing activism here. The Free State Project is a movement of 20,000 liberty-loving activists to New Hampshire. The point of the Free State Project is to convince those 20,000 people, whoever they are – maybe you're going to be the next one – but whoever those If you believe 20, in small government, you should be the next one. If you believe in uh, voluntarism, you definitely should be on board. Um, but the, the organization only exists to sell that idea to people. To, to get you to come on board, to sign up, and to move to New Hampshire and get active. The getting active part is completely up to you. It's completely up to every single individual that moves here as to what it is they decide to do with themselves. This is a common misconception about the Free State Project. The people that, that don't know much about it and just hear that there are these free staters moving in believe that there's some sort of centralized command and control setup going on here where there's a, you know, an organization that is handing down orders to people, like that we're following orders from the, uh, the, the central command, basically. And, and that was certainly work, wouldn't work with uh, people that, that uh, like the idea of small government and uh, you know uh, personal responsibility it's like herding cats but it's understandable why people think that way because those are the structures that they exist in for the most part at school you know, when you were growing up there was this command and control centralized structure where the principals in charge and the rest of the administrators and the teachers and, the, and then the kids and same thing with the business that you are in. Most businesses sort of have that same top-down structure where it's just one person at the top and a, you know, a few people managing and then a whole bunch of people at the bottom. And so it's understandable political campaigns are run the same way. So it's understandable why it is that people would look at this organization and say, oh, well, it must be like every other organization I've ever encountered. But it's not. It's totally decentralized. And that's the brilliance of the what part one of the brilliant parts about the Free State Project. The most important part is central or or, or not centralized, but the most important part is coalescing the activists all into the same place, uh, focusing activism on one geographic region, which the liberty movement has just it hasn't done that ever up until this point. It has been so diffuse. There have been so few liberty activists scattered about throughout the country that they've never really gotten anything significant accomplished. Well, just just take a look at the size of government wherever it is. You you pick it. You pick the town, the 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 county, the state, the federal government. You pick any government and tell me the ones that shrink. They get smaller. Nope. They give more personal liberties, uh, more uh, you know financial liberties to people. You know, there might here and there that might happen. Uh, somebody might, uh, you know, for instance, uh, in the case of the 60s, black people got more liberties than they had uh, previously. But they had to pay more taxes from the beginning yeah, of the right. 60s to the end of the 60s. We had wars to fight. We had little uh, yellow men to kill around the world. So, uh, so that's one of the brilliant parts, the idea of concentrating activism. The other brilliant part is we're not just concentrating activism, we're concentrating decentralized activism. We're concentrating a, a style of activism that has no definition. Uh, every single activist gets to define it for themselves, what it means to be an activist. Maybe it means writing letters to the editor. Maybe it means getting active uh, politically, running campaigns, helping with campaigns. Maybe it means writing articles for a, uh, a free state-oriented or a liberty 
oriented newspaper. Perhaps it means being non cooperative and being a, a peaceful, non cooperative activist and not obeying the state and making a point about it, doing civil disobedience. Activism can mean all kinds of different things, and it's so great because these people aren't being told what to do. They're just deciding on their own what to go and do, and they're going out and they're doing it, and we're having tremendous results with only a few hundred people have um, having moved into the state. So that's what JC was talking about there when he was saying he was coming to New Hampshire. The reason he's coming here isn't because it's pretty. It's pretty all across America. There's lots of pretty places in America. Yeah, I'd, I'd say, um, you know, lots of places certainly have that going. Uh, right. But, uh, I, you know, New Hampshire does have a special kind of pretty. Oh, it's beautiful here. Don't get me wrong. It is awesome living here in New Hampshire. I love it. But the best thing about being here is the people. The people are what make this great, this living here great, because they are really the best Liberty, most liberty-loving people I have ever come across. Just the regular people are just inclined to liberty, but the activists are the best in the world. And we want you to get on board. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more about that. And you can take control of the airwaves. Coming up, it's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us, including the wiki, over 1,700 pages created by listeners just like you. You can go to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive for free, of course. That's wiki, W-I-K-I, dot freetalklive.com. I'm a really crappy dieter, but uh, I found something that changed everything for me. It's called Dex-C20, and uh, you can pick it up at most major drugstores like Walgreens, CVS, and uh, you can also go to diet.freetalklive.com if you want to find out more or order it. It's Dex-C20. It, uh, it's, it's an appetite suppressant, and it doesn't make you jittery and weird like uh, so many of those do. Uh, Dex-C20. Pick it up today. We continue with your phone calls. Jeremy is on the line in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeremy. Jeremy, Montana. Hey, guys. Hey, good dude. to talk to you again. I yes, guess sir. you're live in Kalispell today. Huh? We are on Saturdays. Go ahead, Jeremy. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was thinking about, uh, I kind of like McCain's choice, but like uh, Mark and Mark said, you know, it's just more of the same. They're not going to rip out all these stupid laws like open container. And <laughs> well, that's, do I don't this. think that's federal, you but yes. Yep. You are yep. right. But, now, Montana was the, uh, know, one, the the state for the longest that didn't have an open container law. You really? could drive down the road well, and drink do. a beer. What's that? They finally creeped their ass up here. But anyway, um, I wanted to talk about uh, New Orleans, too. And if you look on the global like um, radar thing, it's actually going <laughs> to hit Tallahassee and not New Orleans. Uh-oh. So, you can't predict uh, where those hurricanes are going. Uh, yeah, they, they change at the last moment. They've gotten better at uh, talking about where they're going to go, but you just don't know till they hit. And look at what what got, why shouldn't just uh, people be able to stay there? I mean, they're trying to say it's martial law there right now. They got curfews. Do they really? They're, yeah, there, there's curfews there now. And, in Tallahassee uh, or in New Orleans? No, in New Orleans gotcha. there's curfews and. And they're saying that if you come out of your house after so such and such time, then you'll be, you know, either arrested or shot. And it's sick, dude. Man, 
I mean, that's what they do. They government uses any excuse they possibly can to increase their well, power over did you people. Hear, but did you hear how the um, so many of uh, people were screaming, "Oh, the the government didn't help us when the hurricanes went through during Katrina"? I mean, as though the government's supposed to be involved. And you know, for the first hundred years, the 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 line was the federal government it should not be un- uh, involved at all with disasters. Mm-hmm. But of course, if, if the government's in put in charge of, well, we're responsible for people's safety. That's the only thing they have to go to is martial law well and another thing on top of it mark is um they're also having mandatory evacuations now if i lived in new orleans my whole life and i bought and paid for this house Mm -hmm. and the property that i live on now who in the hell is this son of a you Gun. know what? Gonna yep. Tell me to. Uh, Absolutely. To it's house. it's your house. And you shouldn't be able to. You shouldn't be able to expect somebody to come and save your butt. But if you want to stay, it's as far as I'm concerned, you can stay. And that's how it used to be. Um, in when I was in Florida, as they would, uh, you know, they they basically say the evacuation's issued. Yeah. Now's the time to be gone by. If you're still here, then it's your problem. Right now, they'll go house to house and they'll knock on every single door to try to coerce you. Into, well, yeah, they, sometimes they take your guns, uh, but th- again, it's all whatever their excuse is. If there's, if there's a criminal out there shooting, then they'll, they'll use that as the excuse to take people's guns. Apparently, because there's some rain and some wind coming, they're using that as an excuse to lock down on people and, uh, and impose curfews. So whatever chance they get, they, they will grab as much power as they can, and they'll hold on to it for as long as they possibly can. And it's very rare that they roll a lot of it back. You know, the, the Gulf has been dealing with these, uh, you know, I don't know how many generations. New <laughs> yeah. Orleans is probably the oldest city in America. It's and old. And they've been hit with hundreds of these things in the past. And all as New Orleans was really meant to be originally is like a, like a, you know, like a trade port. It wasn't meant to be a big city to start with. Yeah, yeah I, I don't see why the American people should be responsible for rebuilding a city that's ten feet below sea, sea level. Good it seems call like the, tonight, Jeremy. The most crazy thing that uh, you know that the, the politicians could possibly uh, try to foist upon us. Thanks but for the call do. tonight. Good hearing from you. Appreciate it as always. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. He was he was a lot more on point than he normally is. Yeah. A little more flighty usually. Good call. 800-259-9231. And he's absolutely right, though. I mean, who the hell do they think they are? The problem is answering the door for the cops. That's really the problem. If, uh, if you are wanting to stay in your home and there's a mandatory evacuation, if the cops come by or the fire department or whoever it is knocking on your front door, mandatory evacuation, get out of here, you gotta get out of here, whatever it is they yell, you just keep quiet. Don't answer the door. They're not going to come into your home. It's very unlikely they're going to come into your homes, though that has been known to happen as well, where we've actually seen video footage of the cops and other government bureaucrats literally breaking into people's homes to allegedly do what they called safety checks. So it's not a foolproof way, but it's better than answering the door, because then they know you're there. And if they know you're there, then they're going to get more threatening with you about leaving your property. And getting you out of there at that very instant. So don't even let on. Well, I, I, I think the best advice is, is if, if you're, don't stay um, if there's a Category 4 hurricane coming. Um, you know, just Some don't do it. Some people like to stay. They've got food. They've got water. They're prepared. They want to have a hurricane party. I mean, a lot of people go right through hurricanes, and they're okay. It, it's, I mean, it may take you forever Pack to get out. Pack that food and water up in the SUV, throw the kids and the cat in, and go.
I don't know about that. I mean, I guess I've never been right through the middle of a hurricane, but we've Not, come uh, close. Well, the, 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 what they call hurricanes are, in fact, thunderstorms. It's only Category 4 and Category 5s that count I for see. anything. Good point, good point. And they rarely, you know, they, there's just not that many per year. All right, 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. We continue here, and we talk to Mike listening to WSCFM in South Carolina. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Um, I just wanted to respond to Frank, uh, one of your earlier callers. Yes, Frank, um, who was calling, for those just tuning in, Frank was calling for nationalized health care and a government safety net. Yeah, and the, the problem with uh, Frank and liberal ideology and socialist ideology is just that. It's ideology, and these are ideas that just don't work in reality and in practice. I'm an ER doctor, so I am forced by the government to provide health care for free to individuals. And mm-hmm. I'd love to know what Frank does for a living. I'd like to know if Frank thinks it's okay if I come and get whatever service that he provides for free. Because when you give people things that they haven't earned, they abuse it, and they expect um, additional handouts. So as much as it sounds great in Frank's world, it's uh, far from a utopia in my world to see these people who um, abuse the system, who retain the right to sue me, but have no intent on paying for my services. Mm. Can you give me an example, I mean, as an ER doctor, of some of the abuses that you that you see? Oh, God, I, how long is this show uh, <laughs> go on? Um, give, give me one or two. I, one or two. We, I mean, one uh, is just the, the classic, I mean, Medicaid patients who will come in for a pregnancy test, and they will wait for an hour in an ER waiting room. In the emergency avoid, room for a pregnancy yeah, test? For a, pregna- for a pregnancy <laughs> oh, test. Oh, wow. To avoid to avoid paying the $5 that they have to go to a uh, local store to yeah. do that. Another um, wow. abuse. Man, this one is how one how un- unvaluable is your time if you're willing to sit for an hour in the ER room for My a pregnancy God. test? Sorry, go ahead with your second point. It's amazing. I'm sorry. The second point, one, there was one that's, I think, a very serious issue that uh, doesn't get any traction. I've called legislators. I've called investigators. Is you know, we are subject to fraud investigation as a provider, but there's no way to report fraud on the <laughs> patient side. Probably yeah. 80%, and this is not an exaggeration, 80% of the people that I see that are disabled are full of it. There's nothing wrong with these people, but they've been able to work the system. They found a 80%. corrupt lawyer, wow. found a corrupt lawyer, a corrupt doctor, and you and I are paying for their life and their health care. The, the, yep, the only good solution is the free marketplace, which we do not have. We have a mostly socialized health care system. I thank you for calling with your expertise tonight, sir. Great stories. And good luck with your continued career. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves. Toll free. Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. It's the live Saturday edition on this Labor Day weekend. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. That number again is 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, we invite you to become an amplifier today. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more about the program AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. So if you like the show, this is the way that you can help us market 
Free Talk Live to new radio stations, as well as getting uh, new internet listeners on board with the program. So you can see all the details on how it works, but you get perks too, like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com and get on board. That's amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue with your calls, it is Nick in Colorado. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Nick. Hey. Hey, Hey there. What's on your mind tonight? I was listening to that doctor earlier. Yes, sir. That was caller. Yeah, are you familiar with the program they call WIC? This is yeah, the food stamps, uh, right? Yeah. Have you ever noticed when you go to the grocery store that all the WIC items are like three to four times higher than what normally would cost? I've never noticed that. No, no. I, I don't even know what WIC items are necessarily. Well, like the baby formula and like the cereal, whatever, whichever item would be... WIC selectable or mm-hmm. approved is priced like about four times higher than any other Why product. Why is that? Well, what I think, well, like like monopolies, they, they do their little deals and then they have the monopoly with a particular uh, corporation that provides those services to the government, which in turn provides them to the recipients of the welfare system. So it's just kind of a way to get the money back into the government's pocket. So it's kind of like a mm. a double tax or something. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. I just I'm trying to remember. I am a I'm one of those shoppers that Mark will testify to this. I'm a frugal guy, right? When I go into the grocery store, I'm he look, knows how much a gallon of milk is. People. I'm looking at prices. Right. I'm eyeballing things, and I've never noticed what it is that you're talking about. I mean, yeah, I certainly like, okay, understand for instance, that. Like total cereal. Total brand, mm-hmm. that's that's one that's WIC approved, mm-hmm. and it's like four times higher than like cornflakes. I don't know how to explain that. I don't believe that what you're seeing is is consistent. I would like to see somebody you know actually take a look into this to see if it's really true, or maybe mm-hmm. just something you might have noticed here and there, and and you know haven't really paid close enough attention to. But I do understand that when it comes to, for instance, healthcare and the government welfare programs, the government welfare programs don't pay as much as the actual healthcare costs in many cases. And so what ends up happening is the hospitals will raise the price of the cash payers, uh, the people that want that don't have insurance and the people that don't have uh, the government programs, yeah, you they'll know, raise the price doctor, to make up for it. I forgot to say about that doctor when he called in, thank you for your service. That's a good point. Yeah. I, and I was thinking, I was going to mention this before the doctor started speaking, but you know, when I was a child, we had a local doctor here. We got sick. You go in there. He treats you. $20. You're out the door. Mm. Now you go to the doctor. Boy, I don't know. Twenty dollars ain't even going to get you in the door, right? Because now luck. they have to pay this this huge staff to uh, you know do all the government paperwork that there is to fill out because well fifty percent of the population is getting some yeah. kind of uh, medical assistance out there. They say we don't have a socialized medical system, but oh, it's just not true. It's mostly socialized. In fact, I thank you for the call tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the SACL CAI toll free line. However, Mark, it is my understanding that there is no mandate. Doctors do not have to take the government welfare programs, and they don't have to take insurance. So there are a handful of doctors out there that Dr. still Ron operate. Dr. Ron Paul was one. Yeah, they still operate on a cash-only basis, and they they are able to keep their costs down. So that's still possible today. You just have to, you know, refuse the 30 pieces of silver and not jump into the government program. Uh, but 
most most of them obviously can't. Let's continue here. Uh, talk to Trey, listening to WSC FM in South Carolina. Trey, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's on your mind, Trey. Well, I just wanted to call and and kind of hit on what you guys were talking about earlier with government control. Yes, sir. Um, I don't really think that uh, you guys have a, uh, a grasp on exactly why things are the way they are. Why do you think it is? Well, I believe that, uh, I mean, I'm a law enforcement officer down here in Charleston area. Okay. And uh, there's a, you'd be surprised, man, at how many people uh, need to be babysat. And unfortunately, in society, like the way it is today, there are, you've got these, you know, some people, not everybody like you and I, are born with common sense. And you can't, you can't say, for this person, you know, you come to their house, yeah, you have common sense, you can make your own decision, mm-hmm. there or go as you please in the case of an evacuation or something. And for this person, you have no common sense, it's time for you to go. So what you get is, you know, the government issuing these blanket statements because we have to be fair to everybody. Now, Trey, um, aren't, don't, aren't dumb people sort of something that, uh, that nature takes care of in hurricanes? I mean... You know, well, they end up on top of the church way, steeple right? afterwards. And, you know, that's the way maybe it should be. But unfortunately, the government, you know, everybody's so concerned about liability. You know, look at what happens when the government doesn't do, quote-unquote, what they're supposed to do and take care of the people. Then What happens? You know, well, they, they're the one that gets blamed, you know. And but nothing really happened. Right, nothing happened. Trey, to the come on, wait a minute. Now, hold on, buddy. Let's be mm. honest here. When government drops the ball and doesn't do what it has promised it's going to do, it doesn't have liability. It very rarely pays out anything to its victims, uh, you know, and... It, and when it does pay out, it, it's not because somebody made... A, the, the person that made the mistake pays out. Right, it's, it's the taxpayers. the taxpayers, the, you know, you and I, um, you know, in the taxpaying pool, we have to pay for the mistake that right. some bureaucrat made that probably shouldn't have been involved in the first place. You know, as a law enforcement officer, that if you show up too late to a call, for instance, and somebody's dead, there's no responsibility uh, for you or the uh, the department on that. People will be very upset. It might make a bunch of news or something like that, but there's no real financial liability there because government doesn't have an obligation to provide anybody with any services. I don't know if you know that, but uh, the, the Supreme Court has reaffirmed that over and over again. Governments at all levels local, state, and federal, have no obligation to protect. They have no obligation to provide you with any services whatsoever, regardless of the fact that you paid for them. So what, what services are the government providing? Well, the government will claim what that you're it's... Saying pro- is, what you're saying is the government's not responsible for your safety, it's not responsible for anything. It's not. It is um, not. What... They're not. No. That's correct. Look, here. They don't teach you if, this if, if, in I know, school. I, the idea is, is the police are there to protect and serve me. But if I get shot by a robber on the street, do does the police department have to pay my wife for the loss? Because they dropped oh, the ball? absolutely not. No, right. of course no, they don't. There's no I mean, guarantee. It'd be impossible. No, no, no. Right. There's no guarantee, but businesses do provide guarantees. Right, because you get into contracts, and those contracts They do are, have responsibilities. Right, but there, is, there is no contract with the government. Some people will claim there's a social contract, but that's just fantasy. Uh, uh, by the way, I don't want to make it seem like I think that cops, if, if they're there, won't throw themselves in front of bullets for me, because I know that they will. I, yeah, but the, just the chances of them being there is remarkably low. What they've got you guys doing is out there giving tickets to people well that's not true man that's not true at all we're not out here giving tickets for instance like this uh well i uh, i won't call him that but uh 
this caller that you had three or four callers ago, mm-hmm. you know, this guy, he, I don't know if he was intoxicated or not, but he sounded hammered. Jeremy. And, you know, this guy's got nothing better to do than sit here and complain because he can't drive down the road with a beer in his hand. You know what I mean? Well, this I understand where you're coming from. I'm talking about, man, that needs to be babysat. You know, <laughs> these guys can't make responsible decisions to save his life. He's so sitting in his trailer. He's not driving down the road. There's nothing <laughs> to be concerned with. I, I, I understand where you're coming from on that one, Trey. And, and, you know, it's 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 hard to make arguments about being able to drive with a beer in your hand. But a lot of people in Montana, it was the last state as a holdout where uh, driving without with, with a beer in your hand was not illegal. And, uh, you know, a lot of them are, are still upset about it. I, I, I don't know. I think drunk driving is one of those things that I'm not willing to get the government out of that's not drunk driving having a beer in your hand but, but, is but not drunk driving. Close. I, I, I understood <laughs> right? you know i just think it's one of those areas where of yeah. freedom that we should address last <laughs> i gotcha any other thoughts for us tonight thank you trey trey still there he's gone he's gone thanks yeah. trey for the call thanks for the call it's nice to hear from the law enforcement community because uh you know they, they, it's a tough job that they've got to do and the fact is they and really he has are to deal the... with the babies in society yeah. a lot so well, you, you now know. the reason why people need to be babied is because they've been raised in this governmental world where government says they'll take care of you from birth to death government creates all of these entitlement programs for people and then we wonder why people feel they're entitled to things we wonder why people go into the the hospital in the emergency room to get a, a to get a pregnancy test wait an hour to get a pregnancy test because they believe they've been told they deserve these things they've been told they they deserve free education and free health care and all these other freebies and free food and, and free everything else and so the this whole mentality has been created by the state if it weren't for the government in the first place if we really did have charitable organizations out there helping people then we would have organizations that actually cared the government bureaucrats maybe some of them care but they don't have a real incentive to care well, like charities do. They they care and and, and the, you know they care, but they just don't. They aren't incentivized, and that doesn't. Right. Happen, so, you know, it just doesn't make the the uh, the mechanism work in the same way. Hour three is on the way. You take control. It's the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program. It is the live Saturday edition, even still live on this Labor Day weekend when most talk show hosts don't want to be anywhere near their studio. We're here taking calls from you about whatever you want at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, at freetalklive.com. Right back to your phone calls. Let's start things out with Dave in Montana listening to KGEZ. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Howdy. Hey, thanks thanks for your free, uh, you know, being there on uh, the Labor Day. Well, absolutely. We love doing this show, and uh, we love the idea of people listening live. So here we are, and here you are. What's on your mind tonight, dude? Uh, I got a few little things I'll hit. Uh, New Orleans is just a bureaucracy money maker, man. That's all. They get a lot of federal money. Louisiana is one of the most corrupt states there is. Louisiana, New Orleans makes a lot of money for Louisiana, so it ain't going nowhere. Mm. And then uh, you were talking about the 
president, you know, in uh, the assassinations and the election and everything. Them yeah. assassinations proves that it don't matter who the president is. If they don't like you, you're out of there. And if you don't go along with the program, you know, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, they do you think, think there's any truth that, you know, to the idea that if somebody like a Ron Paul were actually elected, that the elites would pull him into a smoky, dark room and they'd tell or him... Or they'd get some trash on him. There's something. They, they ain't going to let it happen, man. they pull it, him into it, a dark room and say, look, Ron, we're going to kill your daughters. As, just as corrupt as New Orleans and Louisiana is. Just imagine what the feds are. But anyway... Hmm. Dave? Dave? Dave's gone. <laughs> Dave? Hello. You're there, there he is. All right. Anyway, you were saying, go ahead. Okay. Uh, the assassinations uh, proves that it, it don't really matter, but they say that the president appoints judicial people, you know, in the Supreme Court. That's yes. why it matters. And Nonsense. that don't even matter because we all know justice is for just for those who could afford it. Because you could do look at. I think that O.J. Simpson will prove that. Yeah, uh, and right. we also That's know the Supreme Court, say. time and time again, backs up the government. The Supreme Court backs up the police state, and That's in many right. cases, it's you know the, there's no partisanship and then there. You only get your justice as, as much as you could spend. So you don't outspend you because they got taxpayer money right. and everything. But anyway, even if you can make it to the Supreme Court, you know there's there's still no guarantee. They, I want to touch on something you guys were talking about last night, man. I dug the passion that you, Mark, and Julia had when you were talking about and mark was like if it's your kid that's got to go you know and all you're talking about freedom and you know we're talking i was what, talking about obedience draw the line to where yeah. you submit to the government and then there was a guy like during the revolution there was only about not even 13 percent or something like mm -hmm. that not not even of people that like you kind of and then there was other people that says well you know i'm not going to cross this line and i'll just keep going and then there come guys like patrick henry you know and and it takes when we're to the point where we we're not we're not even like me i don't want to commit murder you know to, to to gain freedom but then what you're a murderer just like yeah. them and then, yeah exactly you, know? you lower yourself and, and to then, their level so you got to lay your life down and and like uh, Patrick Henry, you know, there wasn't just one Patrick Henry. There was thousands of people that were standing up to the British, and they were going, wow, they killed Dave last week just because he yelled at this sergeant guy, you know. And, or, and, and oh, Mary got killed for, she did this and that, you know, and, and that rose the ire of the people, you know. So okay, there, martyrs. And then it, it crosses over to why Jesus was so cool, man, and what, what he was all about. And they took what, he, some of the Christians took what he did and, and turned it into control, but he was for freedom. He, and you know what? When you attack their money system, that's when they get really pissed off. Because yeah. he walked in there and he blew their whole money gig, man. He says, you can't be charging They the were pissed at the people. Liberty Dollar. You're p charging the poor people twice for these doves and everything, and you're selling them sick doves that when they get to the priest the priest says no you got to go get another dove he goes you there was he once he attacked the money system that's when they got rid of him yo look what's and going on today dave to attack the money system man i agree with you but it's not easy is, did you know what happened with the liberty dollar right is, is we and people won't do it because my kids got to do this you know sure you know, they don't want to put it on the line they don't yeah. want to take a risk and i understand but, but we that we can't blame them we can't no, I don't. blame them what we could do is help them and what 
And what that is, we can't be fighting one another with this Republican and liberal and conservative and Christian and Muslim, well, and black and white and everything. And until people get evil. that, I hope they they're, listen they're to you, Dave. They're throwing it all at us, man, to, so that they could impose their bullshit. Well, they want, yeah, crap. they want to distract you. And Dave, thanks for the call, as always. That's what all of that is: the Republicans and the Democrats and the conventions and the the silly little issues, the political issues that come up. All are distractions away from the real issue. There really are two sides. But it's not the two sides you think about normally. It's not the two sides the media wants you to believe. The two sides are voluntarism versus the advocates of the coer- of coercion. The advocates right. of voluntary the people with power versus well the rest of us. Yeah, the people that don't want it, that don't want power over others. And it's not Democrats versus Republican. That's just a misdirection, something to uh, something for you to pour your energy and time into that when it's all said and done isn't going to make one hill of beans of difference as far as what happens in your life, as far as the government controlling you and telling you what to do and how you should live your life. And I, I understand where Dave's coming from, and I understand where people like you are coming from, well, Mark. you're uh, saying there uh, – hold on, before you go on, because people are, are questioning what you're saying. Whoa, if we get the Democrats in charge, then they'll you know grow the social program. Uh, you know, out of um, range and all that other stuff. Well, the fact is, it's always been back and forth, back and forth between the Republicans and the Democrats. You know, the ones grow the, the military, the other grows the social programs, yep. and the government grows bigger and bigger every year. Even when you look at Ronald Reagan, well, the government grew 60-something percent under Ronald Reagan. He's the one that has all the great small government quotes. Talked a great game, yeah. Good uh, actor. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> I, his job. I, I'm not saying anything bad against him. Or, uh, you I know, will. Well, he grew the government 69%. I guess that's it. I'm not saying I hate Ronald Reagan. I'm simply saying that, you know, even when they talk about smaller government, what we get is bigger government. Right. So don't be distracted. The real issue is voluntary interaction and whether or not people support that. And the more we can talk about those things, the better, because the more we can put those ideas into people's head, the more likely we're going to have those Patrick Henrys or we're going to have those people that are willing to non-cooperate. Because there are people that have different things that are, are on the line and that they're, they're too afraid to lose. So they're only willing to take so many steps. And that's fine as long as they're willing to take a few steps here and there. And if they can find areas where they're, they're feeling safe to take a few steps and maybe non-cooperate or maybe not pay that tax or maybe not follow that rule or maybe not submit their homeschool curriculum to the state or whatever it is that they can do to not go along with the program anymore, it'll all add up and their legitimacy will be destroyed. I'm not saying you have to go all the way and become a super non-cooperative activist. Not everybody needs to be Gandhi and not everybody was, but we do need more people like that, I think. In order to affect real significant change, because you, begging ain't going to make it happen. Right, and if you don't think so, remember, it was Rosa Parks and her uh, not sitting on the park bench that had a great deal to do with... Uh was it park bench? I thought it was a bus. I'm sorry, uh, bus, bus bench. But Rosa Parks didn't jump right into that either. It's portrayed as though she just one day decided to uh, not sit in the back of the bus, but there was a long path, a long road that led her to that point. So when we talk, when I talk about non-cooperation, it's not to encourage you to jump tomorrow uh, to run in front of the police department and rip out a bong and smoke it all by yourself. No, that would be silly. You'd just end up in jail cell and no one would care. There has to be something to, uh, to get you and others to that same point together where you can join together to do something like that. And somebody had emailed me about Rosa Parks, and I don't have it in front of me right now, but it talked about her process of how you know, her husband got her to go to a meeting, and you know, that led to another thing, and that led to another conclusion. Yeah, a lot of people will, t- will tell you her feet were tired, and she just didn't feel like getting up, and so she's sort of this ha- happenstance, no, uh, it wasn't know, like n- that. not so. 
All right, let's continue. Leanne, ladies first, listening to WSC-FM. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Leanne. Hey. Hey, what's on your mind? Okay, now I called, and I remember like 10 or 15 years ago when everybody was, you know, complaining about paying taxes and so forth. And I think when you go and get a job, of course, you fill out that W-2 form. How Mm -hmm. many dependents? What are you doing, you know, as far as your taxes go? And if you have that government pie on there... And you can go one, two, three, four, five. This is where I want my tax dollars to go. I think, you know, I like that. How about I don't want it to go to the government in the first place? Can I choose that option? No, we have we have Uh-oh. well, we have a well, government. Well, hang on. I'm going to bring you back. Superior. We'll talk a little bit more about this. If you would hang on, I'd love to talk to you more. 800-259-9231. Hopefully more with Leanne and your calls as well about anything. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, and they include the forum, the bulletin board system, as we like to call it. Over 375,000 posts await you. Lots to talk about. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free. At bbs.freetalklive.com. Travel less and meet online. Try WebEx free. Go to webex.com. Enter the promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx. That's webex, W-E-B-E-X.com. And again, use that promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx today. As we continue with your calls about whatever you want, Leanne, still on the line, listening to WSC. Now, Leanne, you're talking about an idea you had where uh, people would be able to simply... Uh, check you're boxes. Hmm? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, just recapping real quick for people just tuning in. You uh, suggested okay. that people be able to like check off the areas of government spending that they want their taxes to go toward. And I appreciate the idea. And as Mark said, it does sound like a step in a you know kind of the right direction. But uh, at the same time, I would prefer to just not send my money to the federal government in the first place. And you're saying that shouldn't be an option. Well, no. If If you don't want to do it, um, do something where you don't need the federal government, whether it's the ER thing, you know, going and getting health insurance yeah. or health care or food or, you know, pot, a road without potholes. If you want to live somewhere in a rural area where you just take care of yourself, maybe like the Amish do, I don't Well, know. the federal government, I don't live in a rural area. I mean, I can go two minutes and get into the rural and area. And the Amish but, pay taxes. But uh, the federal government doesn't do anything for me where I am. It's the local and state governments that take care of the roads around here. Not that they do a great job of it or anything like that, uh, but, but at least that's not the Fed's business. And there is no real federal government service that I'm interested in using or that I use. So, so at that point, you're saying it's A-OK for me to... to opt out and withdraw from from that system right yeah if you're cool absolutely if you are if you can totally sustain yourself if you're self-sustainable you have a windmill or you have a solar panels no, or whatever, I'm, a, I'm hooked up to the power company but they, i pay for that you don't have to be self-sustainable i've got a grocery store and a power company that i can go to and you know they'll give me the power and the groceries that i need so i don't need to have a that's voluntary know, the government doesn't yeah, do that i don't need to be off the grid in order to opt out from the federal government system does that make sense you're still getting taxed anything you do is you're getting taxed oh i understand you're saying i might pay a, a slight federal tax on like my cell phone bill or let's something not like give that them anything 
Let's go with your side. Let's well, not give them anything. Uh, that'd be nice, but I can't convince the cell phone company to not collect the tax. So on those issues, or if I'm filling up gasoline, that's fine. They're obviously getting a piece of that. But as far as income tax or Social Security tax or something like that, those I can I can safely get away from, right? Um. Hmm, absolutely. Great, I'm with you. I think that's fantastic. Here's another thing. Yes. Whoever is going to be president, why does a president get a salary when there's not a single solitary grain of air or anything else that he pays for that whole four years? Why doesn't he just get minimum wage? That's a great question. Does he not have food? Does he need gas for the car? No, he doesn't. You're right. Wait a minute. What about that plane they fly around? He's got his own helicopter and a plane and limos. They have no expenses. Yeah. Yeah, their whole family, his whole family doesn't have expenses. Yeah, I'm exactly. with you. Not so to mention all the uh, deal, the book deals. Wage, let's give them minimum wage. They will have a stockpile of money after four years because they don't have to pay for anything. I think it's a fantastic idea, and I thank you for the call, Leanne. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. Good. That's a great idea. Well, the money that uh, presidents cost us is certainly not in their uh, wages. Um, you know, it's what in what they spend and their executive orders yeah. and all that other stuff. Not that it'll ever happen either. Neither of those ideas I will wanna, ever come to fruition. I want to continue paying them the money and then you know get them the hell out of my life. Why do you want to keep paying them the money? Well, I, I would you say, rather keep that if if I had to make a choice between the two is what I'm saying. Like pay the money but no regulation. You mean? Yeah, well, you know, just stay out of my life, man. But the stealing the money is kind of getting into your life. That's it's not that much money. Three hundred thousand government. The three hundred thousand dollars the president gets paid. Oh, I thought you were talking about your money, taxes. I'm confused now. Yeah. What do you want to the at? next caller? It doesn't matter. <laughs> God. <laughs> Let's continue here and talk to Dan in Montana, listening to KGEZ. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dan. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Say, so, yeah, I was just, uh, you know, just um, a point. Uh, I watched the Democratic National Convention last week. And it seems like Democrats seem to think that um, if you have more cops on the street, somehow that's going to reduce crime. I think and politicians I, I across think, the board believe that to be true. Yeah, but that's never been proven. I mean, I don't know. Nope. What, I, I disagree with that. There's I agree. I think, I think if you have more guns in the hands of uh, individuals, uh, the, the, the people of America, that's what reduces crime. Right. And uh, there was a town in Utah, I believe, I can't think of the name of it right now, they had a law that was passed that homeowners had to have a handgun. I don't know if that was Utah, but it I know for like a fact a, Kennesaw, Georgia yeah, did sounds that. sounds like Kennesaw, Georgia. I think it's an awful idea. Um, I understand the, imp- the impetus. I understand the reasoning. But uh, I think it's just as awful of an idea as forcing people to not have guns. Force yeah, is the true. issue. If people don't want guns, they shouldn't be forced to have guns. The people that no. want guns should be allowed to have them. But, you know, uh, I'd like, to, I'd like to, to, to take the other side of this. My wife uh, was, you know, sort of against guns. And, uh, you know, she was talking against them uh, one night. And I'm like, well, why don't we, if, really, if, if we want a gun-free house, which we don't have a gun-free house, if you want a gun-free house, let's go put a sign out front that says gun-free house <laughs> we this is a gun-free zone she didn't want to do that hmm, funny thing any other thoughts for us tonight uh, not right yeah. now thanks for the call dude Thank appreciate you. it let's talk to bill in indianapolis listening to wxnt hello bill well hey bill you're on the air what's on your mind tonight hey i got one quick question for you and then something else if okay. i could get yes, in sir. real quick after this is the other caller just brought something up that um made me think about Certainly. um uh, where do you, how do you go about, do you have a website or anything that I could uh, get a hold of to find a um, doctor that um, works on a cash-only basis? I don't know of any such thing. I, uh, I only know they exist because I've heard about them. There's apparently one here in Keene. I don't know who he is, but I can find out if, uh, if I really want to or when, I, when it's time to find that sort of thing out. So, no, well, I have do, no idea. It's a great question. 
If you ever do find out, just say it over the air, and I'm, I listen every Saturday night. Yeah, I'd some sort of national people. index of uh, doctors that don't take insurance and don't take uh, the government be welfare great. programs. I think that I mean, if somebody hasn't done that yet, that's a great idea. Somebody should take that ball and run with it. A lot of the doctors I'm faced with here, they're just the opposite. They take insurance only. And that's a terrible thing. Yep. Yeah, yep, absolutely. On, on the other thing was uh, the police. When they keep saying we need more co- uh, cops on the street, mm-hmm. they keep saying more cops on the street. I wish they would get out of their patrol cars and, and start walking the beat like they used to do. Yeah, they might ago. lose some weight. Well, that's <laughs> that's just mean. Um, the, the, Go look at some of the cops, Mark. That's not what they want. That's not what their superiors tell them to do. Some oh. cops are fat. Sure, some people are fat. You Big, mean fat, t- hairy deal. T- the, the superiors tell them to stay in their cars and give tickets to people. Uh, they don't, yeah. you know, I mean, that's that's not what they're supposed to do. But uh, hey, Mark, let's face facts, okay? Real quick here about the weight issue. When the cops become cops, when they're young, there is a physical standard they have to meet in order to become cops. And it's a relatively strenuous standard. However, as Sam from the Obscure Truth Network showed in one of his recent documentaries at ObscureTruth.com, he got them to admit on camera that there is no retesting. Once you're in, you are in as a cop, and it's completely voluntary as to whether or not you actually want to go ahead and and test yourself as far as uh, your Physical acuity and strength. Different departments have different rules. And, you know, it's, it's not you fair. You find to... me one department with a mandatory test to make sure that the, the cops are staying Police fit. Police officers of the world, please send, find me, me, send, one send me that information. It's yeah. Mark with a K at freetalklive.com. 800. Thanks for the call, Bill. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll. Free line and more on the way, including your calls about whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. Top here. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. It's the live Saturday edition on this Labor Day weekend. We are in the studio taking your calls about anything, as always. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the Shrine of Female listeners and join the Shrine of Female listeners if you're one of our lady listeners. It is a way for our ladies that listen to the program to prove that they're actually out there listening. And you can see what I mean by that by going to shrine.freetalklive.com. That again is shrine.freetalklive.com. Lose weight like I am. I've lost uh, more than four pounds now in uh, four weeks, and I'm you know doing it the easy way with Dex C20. It's a diet pill that uh, suppresses your appetite. It also uh, helps to uh, assist fat loss by reducing fat de- cell division and the resulting fat storage. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but I know that it's working for me. It's Dex C20, and uh, it doesn't have that weird, you know, that it, it does make you freak out like uh, the, the rest of the diet pills do because it doesn't have any stimulants in it. Dex C20, you can get it at uh, Walgreens and most major distributors and diet.freetalklive.com. 1-800-259-9231, continuing with your calls, and we will start uh, by going to, I believe, Tony in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tony. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, well, a lot. I mean, I've been listening for a while. Uh, Pick one. Uh, Pick one. Well, let's see here. I, I do have a question about the Free State Project. But, sure. Uh, I, I was uh, particularly interested about that. Uh, you know, the, the police officer that called in that said uh, that he felt that there are some people that uh, just need to be babysat. 
And uh, I would say I'd have to disagree with that and uh, change it just a little bit to I think that there are people, there are some people that, that perhaps want to be babysitted. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if he wants to make that his job to babysit people, that's fine. I mean, uh, isn't there things like uh, personal response? You know, like let's say you, uh, you know, drunk drive and, and hit a fence or something like that. Uh, you know, the courts can take care of that as far as, uh, you know, civil suits and stuff like that. Sure. They can take care of it if you uh, hit somebody else and, and hurt them very badly well, or killed and, them, too. And a lot of the things that these people need supposedly need babysitting for, they wouldn't if there was no babysitter out there telling them they were going to take care of them. If we, all, if we turned people over into the, you know, the free market where they all of a sudden had to be responsible for their own actions, a lot of them the, that need to be babysat would, would shape up the, real quick. Rise to the occasion, because they had to. And for the rest that still needed help with whatever, I'm sure there would be people out there willing to help them well that's really that's really the truth uh, yes all right question have, about the free question, state project yeah my question about the okay i sent an email out to uh one of the mailing lists that i'm on and it brought up a question two people responded you know i, I mentioned it as a you know possible solution and two people answered one one of them uh, or, or both of them were uh, negative responses unfortunately i'm not uh, saying I'm judging it or anything, but uh, mm-hmm. it, the question was, they were saying, uh, one of them uh, blatantly said right on the uh, email list that he'd signed up for the Free State Project, but he has no intention of moving. So, Great. But, I mean, this is, I mean, it's non-binding, I guess. I don't no, I, I like it when people sign up. I mean, whether they move or not, it makes the numbers move up closer to where people will yeah, actually we move. don't need 20,000 movers <laughs> to make the Free State Project 2, work. 2,000. Uh, the Free State Project is moving forward and working right now. 2,000 movers would, would kick butt. really be nice yeah. if we got it, to that 20,000 yeah. uh, number. So, so. You, you think that 2,000 is more of the critical mass because, I mean, that's sort of what, what's, what's the population of New Hampshire? 1.4 million. So, I mean, you know, 2,000 could wreak some havoc. <laughs> there would, or, if 2,000 people would be more activists, I think, than the Republicans and Democrats would have combined. That I don't yeah. know for sure, but and I And it's think already that's... having its effect. If you look at the uh, NHLA, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, they're, uh-huh. uh, well, I guess you can't say they are. There are 70, uh, over 70 liberty-loving type individuals running for different, uh, you know, state and uh, state house and Senate seats right now if we can get that kind of number in there you know you're a block you're a caucus did we even get to your question yet i don't think we have no that was the that was the one about the about the free state project but i just you know actually uh um i'm a podcast listener and uh do you remember the the caller that called in said his uh he caught his eight-year-old doing drugs yes Mm. okay I, i i i'm not caught up so i don't know if he's called in again or not but you know i just had some suggestions uh you know, because he doesn't want to push his kid away, and that's understandable. But then there's also the aspect of the fear that maybe the gov- government's going to come bust your door down and take the kids yeah, away. Yeah, I think that was one of his fears, sure. So uh, what I would spend my time doing is uh, educating uh, the kid about uh, about drugs, but I'd also spend some time educating him about, uh, you know, the racket that's involved with it. You know, and, and, and explain to yeah. him that, you know, when he goes and buys drugs, especially, you know, uh, you know the ones that are coming from South America, he's... He's contributing. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys have read uh, Crossing the Rubicon stuff like that, but I mean, uh, he's contributing to violence. I mean, you're he t- is. He's contributing it is true. to violence. It's all you know. Some of it's black ops, but I mean, I have to uh, say though, know. it's never stopped me from buying my drugs. So I thank you for the call, dude. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I don't know where I don't the think weed much comes mar- from. Marijuana is coming from South America. 
No, but a lot of it comes from Mexico, and there's there's some serious drug gang activity down there. I saw an article today actually about how apparently the drug gangs down in Mexico are dumping bodies in populated areas. And you're saying they're decapitating them, Mark? They're making was, motions of decapitation. There was decapitation. a story, uh, you know, yesterday from uh, of, of you know, 11 people dumped in a graveyard in uh, Mexico, uh, with and yeah. they were all decapitated. And it's uh, you know, it's scary. That's the war you on can, drugs. Man. You, you have to assume that's drug gang activity because they can't all be Highlanders. It- <laughs> It absolutely is drug uh, drug activity, and if we would just simply re-legalize drugs, all of that violence would disappear. It would disappear almost overnight. You don't see there. There's no gang wars over uh, no. liquor. Yeah, right, right. Michelob, there used to be. Uh, the uh, whatever whoever manufactures Michelob is not out there slicing the throats of Captain Morgan uh, manufacturers. You know, they're, they're not fighting it out in the streets. Uh, I don't it think out. you just. I don't think Captain Morgan just lay lay, lay low like that. <laughs> All right, let's continue here. Uh, calls are lining up. Let's go to Mike in Montana, listening to KGEZ. You're on Free Talk Live. Mike. Hey, good evening. Um, I want to. I have a great idea about the Free State Project, but I wanted yeah. to make a comment. Um, We've been so programmed um, in this uh, police state environment that even that law enforcement officer, and you guys even laughed at that guy about the the open container law. The open container law, that's a probable cause law. What's stopping a uh, patrolman from pulling me over because i got a Bart's root beer in my hand? He thinks i got a beer, you know? Mm. If you're driving drunk, you're swerving around. And all the other states with the thousands of people that are dead each year because of drunk driving – and all the thousands upon tens of thousands of people arrested for drunk driving, they all have ban on open containers. And none of those people are caught, really, with an open container. They came out of a bar or restaurant or their home with a six-pack or 12-pack or 24-pack in their belly. It's true. Right? Yeah, that's all true. Yeah. You know, so an I, open container I'm not against it. I'm, I'm not against the open, you know, that the, the I'm, I guess I am against open container laws, uh, you know, those those particular laws. Yeah, if you it's want just to sip a, a beer on the way home, who cares? It, it's a difficult position to defend. You're doing it well. I don't want to sit here and defend it. <laughs> what else you got for us tonight? Okay, the Free State Project, okay? Yes, sir. You guys um, are great on New Hampshire, but think about a state like Montana with its natural resources and gold, diamonds, and oil. We have We have a a third to two-thirds of the lar- largest oil field found yet Great. in uh, in the world. What about and it? Think about the money power. I mean, Montana could be the next Saudi Arabia if it wanted to be. I think Montana we, should we be a free state. politicians all over the world. Hey, I think that you guys should compete with us. You guys should uh, right, we there's should only, see. We, we, if you have four or five free state projects going right. at the same time, we could we can't a advocate coalition. those. It just won't work. It's right. a dilution. We're, we're fans of New Hampshire. I like Montana, and I like the things you're talking about, and I think you should try to attract people to Montana. We'll try to attract people here to New Hampshire. We'll see who has the most freedom first, and either way, it'll be good for both of us, and I thank you for the call. 800 New Hampshire's got natural resources as well, but we also have an international port. And uh, if you look to Hong Kong, Hong Kong's basically a rock. Yeah. They don't have jack for natural resources there, but they are the most bustling, busiest trading city in the entire world. It's the freest, most economically free place in the entire world by different accounts. There are different indexes that index the amount of economic freedom in every country right. around the world. and they all say Hong Kong, Hong although Kong, Hong Kong's not Hong Kong, it. Hong Kong, Hong Kong. They have no natural resources, and they get it done because they understand the ideas behind trade. And, well, 
Even China didn't crack down when they could have. China did not kill the golden goose when they could have back in the late 90s when they took uh, Hong Kong back from the British. And they've still allowed it to continue and flourish. And we should really look to Hong Kong as far as ideas, as far as getting the government the hell out of the economy and letting people choose for themselves and their businesses how to run their lives. More on the way. Moments remain. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything, even in these remaining moments. But if you're not on hold, you ain't getting, you're not getting on. So I'm not giving away uh, the phone number. We will give you our website at freetalklive.com. You can go there and enjoy all kinds of free features. We give away the entire website, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for accessing their sites. Enjoy ours on us at freetalklive.com. And yes, Mark, we need to ask for votes again. Uh, we're going to have to send out an email or something like that because... We got just, really close with this last one. Yeah. You know, there's a lot more people listening on Saturday nights than there are normal. Right, and, uh, and there are new people listening every hour. So if you're out there in Radio Land and you uh, appreciate, because we've been begging all week and all basically basically all month begging for votes. Uh, of course, normally it's during the week, and our listenership's not quite as high during the week. So all of you wonderful Saturday radio listeners here on this Labor Day weekend, we are live, uh, and we've only got another day and a half here till the end of the month. At the end of the month, the voting totals reset. At Podcast Alley for the podcast voting. Now, you don't have to actually listen to the podcast to vote for us, okay? If you're listening on the radio, you qualify as long as you've got an email address. And that email address is only used for verification purposes. So please go to vote.freetalklive.com and cast your vote for the show. You're welcome to leave a comment uh, at the same time if you like. I think one of our WFLA listeners left, left a comment uh, that was very nice and identifying the station he listens to. So it's always nice to, to hear from our, our radio listeners on the Internet. So please go to vote.freetalklive.com. Takes you less than a minute. Makes a big difference for us because it pushes up back, pushes us back up to the top of the podcast charts. We're at number two, behind by just a handful of votes. We really need you at vote.freetalklive.com. And don't do it for Ian. Do it for me. There you go. Let's continue here with your calls and talk to Dwight in Idaho on the Amp Line. Hello, Dwight. Hello. How are you? Hey, what's on your mind? Well, about a month ago, you guys were talking about the phenomenon of gay men engaging in sex in the park. Yeah, and I was bewildered by it. I, I never really understood why. Why Why is it that gay men want to go to parks and have sex? I mean, you don't find uh, straight people doing that. Not often. Yeah, that, that's correct. You don't find straight people doing it. And the reason that you don't is that it's largely an artifact of uh, homophobia in the larger culture. Um, if you're a married man and you want to go have sex with another man, um, you can't go to a gay bar because somebody might see you. Mm. So... You, you sneak off to a park, whether or not that park is known for what's called cruising or not is not important. The yeah. important thing is is you can maintain your anonymity. Whereas if you go to the, the gay bar or something and somebody sees you, that's a real problem for you if you're married or, or, or trying to trying to keep your this part of your life uh, secret from the rest of your life. Well, why so not just but why not just meet somebody on the internet? I mean, are these people rendezvousing at the park? Um. I, I believe that they rendezvous at the park mostly. Um, I mean, it's just like this anonymous. Uh, I don't. I don't engage in this behavior because my boyfriend keeps me on a tight leash. I always I got I the impression, anyway. though. Dwight, I, Dwight, I'd always gotten <laughs> the, to think about that. I'd always gotten the impression that it was just like these gay men will show up and they just know that there are other gay men there and they're just going to kind of hook up with one of them that might happen to be there. I never really got the impression that they were specifically meeting one another, like meeting online or something like that, and then showing up together to meet at this park in order to have sex at a park. Because otherwise, why wouldn't they just go to a hotel room or something like that? 
I think it occurs both ways, but I think that the former is more likely that they just uh, come to meet a random person. Yeah. Um, and that has to do with yeah. I mean, male sexuality is is a lot more driven than female sexuality. It's just a lot easier. I mean, Mark discussed this. Is that true? Wait, isn't that a myth? I mean, is that really true or is that a myth that that males are more driven than females as far as sex? I believe that to be a myth. Oh, I, I absolutely think it's true. Yeah, I, I have that's to agree. With, you agree with what, Mark? That's I, why. With, that's why with lesbians you get this phenomenon called lesbian bed death, where you know, ten, twenty years into their relationship, they just don't have sex anymore five. because no, there's no penis to drive the drive the <laughs> equation. I, I it's just my girlfriend is more driven sexually than I am though. It, so it's, just, tr- it's bell curves, man. Okay. Um, you know, you you look at the bell curves and and you know when when you at the peak of the bell curves for men they're more driven mm-hmm. at the peak than the peak of the bell curves for women. I guess as far as the gay uh, gay men meeting in parks, there uh, I guess there's not all gay gay people just like not all uh, straight people have access to the internet. So maybe this is kind of like a pre-internet phenomenon that's still going on because it would seem to me that you'd ideally want to meet somebody online. You could probably meet somebody that's more compatible with you. Then, though, then again, you did say it's just about sex, right? You're not going and, and getting to know these people. Um, well, it certainly went on prior to the Internet. I mean, prior yeah. to the Internet, that was the way to uh, for most men to meet one another, especially in a system where gay bars were outlawed. And yeah. I mean, prior prior to 1950, I mean, you well, prior to the Stonewall riots, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't just go to go to a place to meet people because the cops would routinely raid gay bars and arrest people and post their pictures on the But now you the get a, you know the, the vast majority of Americans don't know anything about the Stonewall riots. Can you give me 1 minute uh history on them? 1 minute on the Stonewall riots. Well, the Stonewall riots were uh at took place at a place called the Stonewall Inn and basically a bunch of of gay bar patrons, mostly drag queens, uh rioted and uh you destroyed some cop cars and and threw bricks at police and things because um they just got tired of being harassed all the time that's what happens when you push people that was the watershed moment for gay rights where where uh you know it was just basically we're not going to take this harassment anymore Interesting. that that was when that landscape kind of changed Hmm. I appreciate all that background and that insight. And, Dwight, I thank you for the call tonight, 800-259-9231. Let's continue with your calls and talk to, uh, let's talk to Eli, listening to KMED on the West Coast in Oregon. Hi. Hey, Eli. Um, About uh, income taxes, uh, do you know who Pete Hendrickson is, who wrote Cracking the Code? I I don't know him personally, but I am familiar generally with with that, yes. Okay, Um, because that really lays out... uh, how people who just, uh, you know, work for money and not for the government uh, aren't required to pay income tax. And Well, I understand where it. he's coming from on that, and it's like there are a lot of people that have these theories about the government's laws, and they've really, really read the laws, and they've kind of figured out things about it. They but don't seem I don't, to have any problem putting people in jail right, for it. I, I don't really care if they've written down something that says you're required to pay, because I don't believe that I'm required to obey their laws. It's their law, it's their system, it's their constitution. If indeed people created governments, and I believe 
that to be the case, all the evidence points to it, if indeed people created governments, then uh, we can choose to not uh, not to c- consent to their system. And so I don't think it really matters what it says in the law. And a lot of the income tax uh, d- debaters out there will say, well, you know, show me the law. I'll pay. I'll be happy to pay the income tax as soon as you show me the law. Well, they could go and write a law that says you have to pay income tax no matter who you are. Um, yeah, you, you might be able to make the argument that no, they can't constitutionally, and that's why the law is the way it is. But let's let's be honest; they don't pay attention to their own constitution anymore. So really, they could write that law, and then they could point it to you and say, "See, see, the law says you have to pay. So now you have to pay." Well, you know what? I didn't write that law. I don't agree to that law. I don't agree to the system of governance that we have here at the the federal level, and I'm not paying based on that. And I thank you for the call tonight. We have to well, move hey, on and whoa, talk whoa, wait, uh, quickly. Got to go wait. quick. I get your point, but for people who aren't ready to take that drastic of a stance and just want to stop paying income tax and do so legally according to the Constitution and not be thrown in jail for it, go get cracking the code. It'll show you how to do it. Good luck. I don't know if it'll keep you out of jail, but I thank you for the call. It's worth a try, I suppose. 1-800-259-9231. And I'm not saying that my uh, method will keep you out of jail either. If these people want to put you in a jail cell, that's where you're going to end up, and it doesn't matter what you say to them. They're not interested in hearing your theories. They're not interested in hearing your your opinion about the law. They're not interested in all that. They'll call it frivolous, and they'll say that's your uh, that's your interpretation. And they'll say, well, my interpretation is different, and I'm the man with the you know the robe on with the men with the guns that are going to obey my every command. And it doesn't really matter what you say. I've got this lovely flowing black dress. Uh, we continue here, Charlie. In oh wait, he's gone. Let's try Matthew in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Matthew. Hi. Um, how are you doing? Just great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, you know, volunteerism is a very new concept in the anarchist thought. We've had um, the collectivists, and then we're pretty new. But is it that new? I guess I don't know. I think some of the well, ideas Star are pretty was old. Really, the only person who firstly proclaimed that anarcho-capitalist who used that word, and then that transformed into volunteerism, was um, Murray Rothbard, and that was. Okay. In very good. That was a while. That wasn't too long ago. Okay, continue on with your point, sir. Things. But anyway, there are lots of other forms, and I've been arguing with all those people who think the other forms are correct. And then, but I've been brought to my attention the issue of land. Is land really a legitimate form of property? Well, um, I, 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 know what the, I know what the arguments are in this case, um, you know, that, uh, that, that there's no – at this point, you can't really claim that anything is not stolen already. From the Indians, for instance? Right. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying if it's not a fruit of your labor, can you own it? Can you own something that's not a fruit of your labor? Well, or something that you haven't bought. You can put labor into land. I mean, you build you take houses natural on resources. Um, you, you, any, labor uh, is mixed with natural resources every single time in order to create property. If you mix your labor with your land, which it's you know, homesteading, you mow the lawn, yeah, that, then it's you homesteading. So it is yours. It's your, you know, nine tenths of the law is possession and all that. We're out of time. Back Monday night for a live Labor Day edition of the show. See you online in the meantime. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.